Hey friends, we just want to take a moment to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you check us out at Dabble and Dribblin. And be sure to rate, comment, subscribe to our cast wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. All right, folks, now that we're done with this business, let's get on with the show. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is week nine of the NBA, but before we go into all of our dribbling nonsense, let's get into things we want to dabble about, because there's a lot that's gone on this week. Um, some really good things, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Yeah. Some pretty shitty things. As is As life. As is life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me what's going on. Well... It's been a busy week, but it's also been a busy year. It has been a busy year, yes. And so Google's always there to reflect for us, and <laughs> I always wait for this every year okay. as, as we get into the new year. I want to see, hey, what did people Google in 2017? Okay. So what that did they Google? list was released by Google earlier this as, week. As Google does. Yes. And so our number one mm-hmm. most searched was Hurricane Irma. Okay. Fitting. Fitting just, and with this regards is a, to what... Ha- this is just... In, global. In, globally. This is global. Oh, wow. Isn't that impressive? That is... That's wild. All right, Irma. That's pretty wild. That is... That a hurricane would come in number one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know also, how I feel about that, but okay. Also, iPhone 8, number two. Okay. Number three, iPhone X. Mm-hmm. Or, or 10. 10. However you would prefer. Mm-hmm. Number four... This one's a little surprising. Okay. Matt Lauer. Why was that surprising? Because it mean, happened so recently. It was a long year, and to see that he got that much traction, mm. it just kind of surprised me. And then, uh, but on a more positive uh, search, Meghan Markle at number five. Meghan Markle. If you didn't know who she was, now you do. Princess. <laughs> How was that again? Can you do that one more time? Prince. Bride turned up my. Um, my levels on my bass, so now it's a little bit higher. Yeah. And it projects out, right? So I'm a so, soprano now, right? Yeah, yeah. You sound just like a soprano. On the other side of this recording, it's gonna sound very much. <laughs> it's higher. gonna sound like yep. <laughs> um, Meghan Markle, princess to be, and Thirteen Reasons Why, number six. Tom- Contro- controversial show. Yeah, I never watched it. I Neither did bass- I. But I don't even like- know the first reason why. <laughs> number seven, Tom Petty. Oh, yeah, because Tom Petty died. R.I.P. Yeah. Eight, Fidget Spinner. Fidget Spinner's number eight. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. That is quite the invention. Uh, number nine, Chester Bennington. Who's that? I'm, I oh, was... Chester, Lincoln Park. He's the guy from Lincoln Park who died. Committed suicide. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chester. Took I'm me glad we discussed. I thank you for enlightening me. You're welcome. And number 10, India National Cricket Team. No way! Global search. <laughs> yes. Thank you, the billion just, people of my country. It's kind of amazing. I'm so proud of you. And when you think about, like, there are a billion people in India, and cricket is not a sport, it's a religion. And oh, yeah, so thousand percent. That they would be number 10, and things like a fidget spinner would be higher than that. Kind of remarkable. Matt kind Lauer. Remarkable, Matt yeah. Lauer is higher than the India national cricket team. Well, not everyone in India has internet. 
Okay, that's not that's true in the United States also. Right, and actually that is a lie. Most people in India have internet because we live in a very different kind of world. Um, I uh, thoughts on the top ten list. I also have the list that I thought was interesting, broken down by category. Okay. Uh, searches. We did the overall, mm-hmm. and then people. In addition to Matt Lauer and Meghan Markle, the other top searched people were Nadia Taffa. Nadia Taffa. Who's that? Do I need to Google her? <laughs> I'm doing it now. She, oh man, she spiked in November. Yeah, Google that. I have She's no an Italian problem. TV personality. See? Th- she was the world's no third most searched person after Matt Lauer and Markle, according to Google's annual. Had no idea why she was Googled so much, but we missed it. But all of Italy was, was like all of us about it yeah it was see lit. we're in our little silo our yeah. united states silo so part of the google list list the reason i like it is because it opens us up to what the rest of the world was paying yeah. attention to instead of just it and gets not us just out of our, our little booger yeah. brain but rounding out people in the top five was also harvey weinstein at four and kevin spacey at five so very u.s centric um north korea one of the top search things in global news uh solar eclipse Actors, Meghan Markle, Kevin Spacey, Gal uh, Gadot, Louis C.K., uh, electronics, <laughs> I don't want that. iPhones? iPhones were everywhere. I mean, just iPhone is either in the top three on every list, if you can. Um, global sporting events, Wimbledon, Super Bowl, Mayweather versus McGregor fight, Ooh, lovely yeah. bout. And, that, that was uh, the thing that happened. Tour de France and the World Series, top five. That's probably top five every year um, in sports. Um, how-tos. This is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Most Googled how-tos. Number one, how to make slime. Yep, slime, is, slime was a big deal this year. Yeah. Lots of people. There's a DIY person in YouTube is making millions of dollar be, dollars because she knows how to make slime awesomely. I used to make slime. I've never made slime in my life. I was a Nickelodeon kid, so I was making it. Like Must be nice to have table growing up. Hand over fist in slime. Yeah, it was great. I used to see the the non Nickelodeon kids, and say, you don't know what Rugrats is. I don't. I didn't until I was in like high have, school. Have like, fun oh. with Wishbone in your books. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> uh, no. How to make slime at number one. Number two. How to make uh, solar <laughs> eclipse glasses. Oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> forgot the solar eclipse happened yeah. <laughs> talk about nerdiness number, number three how to buy bitcoin that's the thing i don't even understand bitcoin so no i i was in my office the other day and there were two people outside my office talking rather loudly about bitcoin and their notions of bitcoin uh-huh. and neither one of them admitted to understanding it fully right. but they were trying to work it out it's a, together it's a, it's a it's a kind of currency isn't it yeah it is a currency it's i a mean computer currency it's a computer currency and but you can have stock in Bitcoin as an idea, and you can also own Bitcoin for transactions, mm-hmm. and so or or make transactions in Bitcoin. And right. there are ATMs that do Bitcoin. So like in New York, we have a few. Oh, we do. Um, yeah, there's a Bitcoin ATM not too far from here. So, um, but these two people were going over it for like ten minutes, just back and forth with what they thought Bitcoin was. And I finally came out there and said, "Sounds like." A question for Google. 
And then everyone took out their phones yeah. and started reading about Bitcoin. There are multiple kinds of uh, online currency. Bitcoin is just one of them. Right. And if you listen to an episode of Radio Lab that came out about two or three months ago, mm-hmm. they describe someone, briefly, they describe what Bitcoin is. Right. And there's a guy who made a different kind of currency. If you just Google Radio Lab Bitcoin, mm-hmm. you'll find the episode. And so they take you through an episode for an entire what, 30, 40 minutes, where the reporter goes with a guy who is establishing a new type of currency. Mm -hmm. The amount of physical and digital security protection that goes into making one of those. I'm talking this guy drove out to the middle of nowhere to a motel, to an obscure room with five burner phones and did an online video um, Skype Google chat with right. eight different people independently from around the world chosen at random through lottery to verify that this was happening in the exact time that it was being recorded. I mean, it was just, it was a lot. So anyway, Bitcoin was number three. Number four, how to watch McGregor Mayweather. How to watch oh, the because, fight. Yeah, because, how to just watch it. Because people want to watch a free version right. of it and not pay for it. Makes um, sense. And then number five, how to make a fidget spinner. Good Jesus. <laughs> What? I don't get it. Or, I don't you know, just I go, understood. Or just go to like Chinatown and there's a bunch of them there if you wanted to really buy one. Yeah. So anyway, those are those are some of my top uh, notices on that. Any any other any takeaways from 2017 when you think about the searches? I'm really glad Google exists because I tell people to use her all the time. She's a knower of things, of all things. You're referring to her like a deity? Yes. All right. She is. I need you to Google her. She's there. If you Google Google, mm-hmm. it's just the company, right? It doesn't explode or anything, does it? Let's see. Don't type look. that in near me if that computer explodes. It just comes, it goes to Google.com. Okay. So. Well, they got a good thing. They got a good thing going. But speaking of internet and things being Googled, um, have you heard about this uh, Keaton Jones story? Yes, I have. What are your thoughts on it? So, do, like, do you know, do you want to tell the viewers, I mean the viewers, the listeners, of from, who, who, what, who Keaton is? From what I know, mm-hmm. Keaton Jones is a, he's a middle school? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Middle schooler in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. home of the University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he had a rough day at school, had been having several rough days at school because As one a, does in middle school, because middle school's weird. Those are... It's weird. Things are happening with your body. If you're a teacher, K through 12, if you teach elementary school, I think it's real. uh, It's lovely because lots of patients because the kids are so innocent. Mm -hmm. And then if you teach high school, the kids have so many feelings going on and they're at a crossroads in their life where they're starting to figure out their true identities and everything. That's real work. But in middle school, God help you. I have that. Those two years are the worst. Three for some. Yeah, I did uh, student teaching mm-hmm. in college, and mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a K through twelve teacher. Those middle schoolers, it's I could tough. not. I it was just so much. So he's going through that period right now. Keaton is, and so some of the 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 boys, the the students there, were being rough with him over the the past weeks or so, months maybe. Mm-hmm. And so finally, he called his mom one day. N- 
afraid to go back into school from lunch. He mm-hmm. just had such a rough lunch period. He's like, come to school. I, I'm, I'm not going back in there. And she, you know, he's in the car with her. And he asked her, he's in tears. And he asks yeah. her to film him posing his thoughts, basically. Mm-hmm. Film me doing this. And so she did. And he, uh, it is gut-wrenching. Really he is, Yeah, he's just crying. And he's telling her what they said about him. They made fun of my nose. They said I was ugly. I don't understand. Tell me, I thought it was so, it was so brave of him mm. as a gesture at that age to want to do this publicly. But then, I mean, it's definitely charged in the moment, right. like emotionally. I don't know, you know, if he would do it again if he weren't so riled up at that moment, but at least I thought it was a powerful gesture at that moment for him to say, just tell me out of curiosity, why? Why do you think it's important for or necessary for you to belittle, belittle other people, innocent mm. people, he says, innocent people who have done nothing to you. They poured milk on me. They threw ham down my clothes. They um, threw bread at me. And they said, I have no friends. And she said, is it just you? He says, no, I think they make fun of other people, too. And they said other people feel this way about me also. And it's not OK. He's like, my favorite is that he just says it's not OK, you know, yeah. to criticize people who are different just because you're different doesn't mean you need to criticize people it was so powerful and well said for someone so young who was emotionally traumatized and it's when you are when you grow up really quickly like that makes you grow up really quickly you Mm -hmm. tend to have some insight that maybe people your age don't typically have because Mm -hmm. you were able to yeah, I, I couldn't watch the whole video because it like was painful for me to watch it. I watched it like five times. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I can't watch Blood and Gore, but someone like Blood and Gore all day. I was a kid that liked like shots. Ugh. Like I went to, I was just like, give me oh, shots. Oh yeah, give me up. You know. No, I didn't mind shots because I got a lot. But then like horror movies. Oh yeah, I, I didn't. I love. I don't love horror movies, but I can. Ew. I love gut and gore. Ugh. All of that. Like Saw? Yeah. I hid under <laughs> I hid under my date's jacket. <laughs> such a she, such a strong man. Alex. I was it was a it was a triple date in college. And a me, triple date? Me and two other football guys. Mm-hmm. I did not play football, they did, mm-hmm. but we all were in the same circle. And then our three gals who were with us at the time, we go to see one of the Saw movies, the latest. Mm-hmm. I cannot look at that stuff. And so I'm just in the fetal position in my date's arm. And I just, I don't care if anybody thinks I'm, I'm weak because of that. And I'm just like, you're not weak. You have, you have layers. I learned a lot. I learned a lot because I I peeked over her shoulder just to see what the (laughs) other people were looking at. All three women are just staring at the screen and blankly. All the men are, all the men are just in the coats, just like under their Letterman jackets. Just. So I'm anyway. a football player. I'm tough. Yeah, we don't. That's not a good look. So we. Uh, so okay, I can watch something like this because for me, for whatever reason, watching him, it was a brave thing. Yeah, super I was brave. so impressed. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw it more, not as a. No, I. It didn't make me feel as sad. It made me feel uh, very inspired. Yeah, I uh, 
I think it, it just reminded me of just certain conversations I've had with like little cousins of mine who've dealt with things that are like tough and um, I'll never forget. Um, I'm not going to disclose too much because it's family members and I want to be conscious of you know their privacy um i was talking to a a relative of mine a very young impressionable young boy um who's like struggling with some speech stuff and like um but really like good kid right like has a lisp essentially Mm -hmm. and you know and uh, me and him were talking and in like the middle and i was like how's school going how are your friends and we're just like whatever and it's just me and him like talking in his kitchen and then and just in the middle of the conversation, he just burst into tears. Mm. And he's like, I don't know why I'm crying. And I'm just like, and in my heart, I knew exactly why he was crying. And I like, I was ready to kill everybody. Like I was ready. Right. You know, I was just like, oh, you made my baby mm-hmm. cry. <laughs> like I was like, this is why I can't be a mother because mm-hmm. I would kill everyone. I thought about <laughs> that mom. I thought about that mom videotaping it. I thought I, I would be so hard for me not to walk in that school. And like beat the shit out of everybody. Get, get your ass over here. Yeah. Where's the principal? <laughs> where's the teachers? Where's these kids? I'm going to kill all of them. You going to tell your mom I'm talking to you? Fuck, but call your mom right call now. Call your mom right now. Bring her ass I'm, here too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick her ass too. <laughs> you know, like it's, and I just remember in that moment also, like I could, like it was on, like this is not my kid. This is just my younger cousin. I couldn't take it. I start crying because mm. I don't. Oh yeah. And of it course. was and it was and I just like held him and his mom's like, don't cry. And then I got irritated. I'm just like, are you crying? Like, well, she was like, you know, be a strong boy. And I'm just like, no, it's be okay. Be a strong boy. No. <laughs> it's okay to cry. He no. should cry. Like be it's a not strong a strong boy. Like it's a and yes, be strong too, of course. Story but like story of our lives. Be a strong boy. Yeah. Anyway, no. I mean, I, again, I think she meant from like obviously coming from like a really good place. Yeah, and she of course. Wants, don't cry. That's yeah. Know. Like you, you'll be okay. You know all these different things right. and like my heart is like I'm gonna whisk him up to New York and he's gonna live with me and I'm gonna homeschool him and he's gonna be the best and he's gonna be a genius and like you know but anyway so I think for me it was hard because like I saw so much of like what and that conversation wasn't that long ago that I had with my cousin mm-hmm. and so um you know thinking back to like ways that bullied or like treated differently I wouldn't say I was bullied but I was treated differently because in a negative manner. Okay, so yes, I was bullied because of, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up. So that's like, there were, like, our shoes were from Payless, not from, you know, DSW or, yeah. you know, like, the clothes that I had were from Kmart or, you know, or Walmart mm-hmm. at the time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, you know, the, like, I was so excited when the Chicago school system had us wear uniforms. I was like, I'm not going to get made fun of anymore. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, and the thing is like, you know, I had a weird haircut because my dad cut my hair all the time. You had a bowl cut. And it was like a, it was a, it was a different kind of cut. It wasn't <laughs> really a bowl. <laughs> it was special. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it up on Instagram. This is what Brian looked yeah, like as a kid. A, it was cute. I don't know if I've seen that. I think. I oh think no, you know, I know which you, picture you, you're thinking. No, I know, I know what it is there's now. There's many. Yeah, it's, it's a bowl cut. Bullish. Yeah. Anyway, but I but what's interesting though with this whole situation again there was a GoFundMe that went up and it raised I think fifty eight thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars for his college fund and like just people all over are like he's getting hella play right hella support from everybody from he's all been over. invited to award shows yeah 
But, Ricky Martin invited him to Las Vegas to hang out at yeah. the UFC gym. Do it. As I question, what is Ricky Martin doing hanging out at the UFC? I didn't know he was even in that. So I didn't. I don't know. But what? Um, but with all of this, like again, you just you, your heart goes out to him. But his mom apparently is getting a lot of backlash because of some yeah. po- things that she's posted on the internet. Because the internet, ladies and gentlemen, are forever. Whatever you put in there, it's there forever, even if you delete it. Mm. Um, so things with like Confederate flags and negative things about Black Lives Matter. Um, yes, yes. And so yes. all these other things. So. Um, and specifically that Keaton Jones' father is a white supremacist yes. currently serving a time. Sh- estranged father. A strange father. Yes. Father, absolutely. Yes. Um, and so that shouldn't, I mean, this is not about his parents. Like, this kid yeah. is going through something and it's shitty, but um, uh, get, uh, GoFundMe suspended the GoFundMe account for it, like the, the raising of the funds um, that someone had for Keaton, which is sucky because he won't get that money for... Because of the supremacy... Just stuff. and because of the stance of the mother regarding Black Lives Matter and being like holding the Confederate flag and other yeah. things like that. I saw pictures of them uh, on Facebook. I clicked on the page mm-hmm. to go see them. Yeah. So I spent three years in Knoxville, Tennessee. You did. You went to school there for a little bit. I did. And it was uh, like studying abroad it's a different place it was completely different white it was extremely white it was different than anything i had ever experienced i did not know racism existed in the way that it did until i moved to the south and uh, the people in general very well-meaning very hospitable very Mm -hmm. loving and caring and i had i've met great people in the south southern hospitality yeah but i the fear of being around people who had white guys with neck tattoos and women who felt similarly about things like Black Lives Matter and the Confederate mm-hmm. flag. Those things used to alienate me in the very least. Um, they were, I was standoffish to those sorts of things. Yeah. I remember going on Craigslist and I wanted to spruce up my apartment and I found this really nice mint green coffee table. Ooh. Yeah, it looked wonderful. And I remember specifically it was on Martin Luther King Day. So we One had of the off blackest days of the year. If on not the, shortest, the blackest. On, on the shortest month of the year. We got off school. So I was like, I'll come out and pick up this table from you. And so I got the directions and I drove out there to a trailer park. And dogs come around the car and just start barking at me. There's about five dogs just barking. And I call the guy and I say, hey, I get out of the car, but these dogs are not playing. Yeah. He says, oh, just get out and walk toward the door and it'll be fine. They're not going to do anything. So I just get out slowly and I walk that way. I got five dogs all just barking at this black guy in the middle of a trailer park. Are they chained? <laughs> no. Completely unchained. Oh, no. Yeah. I would not have, I would not have walked. I, I would have stayed in the car. Color also, me foolish. I got I'm out also of there. A girl. I yeah. I I got out the car and I walked toward the, and they didn't jump on me or anything. They just right. barked. And so I get up to the front door. <laughs> I knock on the door and immediately just 
about 10 feet away on the opposite wall of mm-hmm. the trailer is a confederate flag hanging nice. there nice. yeah and i'm already i got five dogs on my heels i got the confederate flag staring me in the face you're gonna die it's ml fucking kj <laughs> this is where i die i told a friend where i was going ahead of time right. I was like so this is where they will find my body right <laughs> and so they come to the door and they see me and they look visibly a little bit taken aback but they're like oh hey welcome in like hey, yeah do you, um here's the table i was like oh yeah here's 40 bucks or right. whatever, whatever i paid yeah and uh they gave me the table and i skedaddled my ass out of there but Very beforehand quickly. i tried to make conversation and just say like oh hey you know right um i my mind went to what do you say what do you say oh everybody has off today because it's a holiday well what are you doing for ml cool yeah <laughs> bye see you later um <laughs> leaving like <laughs> it's, it's it's a so for for this guy i'll say keaton is not his father mm-hmm. um the white supremacist yeah yeah but culturally i mean there's the, pictures of him with the flag and what do you know at that age really you, i mean you do what your parents tell you yeah so i mean culturally it is a thing down there and i i would just say to the northern um Liberals, mm-hmm. the people we live around now, mm-hmm. having lived in both places, uh, it, it, we end up in this trap uh, as liberals where we think people should automatically know better, and there's mm-hmm. no excuse for not thinking the way that we think. Yeah, and it's just it's not, definitely a it's, trap that we are in. Yeah, the environment sure. just doesn't yield to a consistent narrative around such a contentious difficult conceptual mm-hmm. topic as race yeah so i mean i would just say i hope that he does well i hope that he stops getting bullied yeah i don't know why he's getting bullied um other than the things that he says in that yeah. video but i remember being in elementary school and i bullied a kid who was you asshole no yeah right <laughs> i mean dick it, but it i think when you're young i know he's in middle school but in elementary school at least you're i mean our brains are still forming till yeah who knows when i used to chase this kid around the playground and i think i was in third grade or something and he would run and squeal and it delighted me mm-hmm. in my childish mind and so i would do this until finally one day like he tripped up and i pinned him kind of like um, Nala and Simba situation. I pinned you, you again. You again. And, I was like, ha. and then he said to me, staring up from the gravel, he goes, "Don't." What did he? Say? He said, "Don't pick on me. It hurts my feelings." And that stopped you. And that stopped me. I let him go, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize I was hurting your feelings." And then I let that's him go, and I never did again. Yeah, no, that's, that's what. Because you're but, a kind person. But it's it's so weird how what will work for one person may not work for another. Yeah. Like him saying, I would like to think a video like this would stop anybody from bullying someone, but. But it's about like at that time, it's like about belonging and wanting to feel like you are part of something and it becomes group think. So like the alpha person of your group is making fun of this person. So in order to, you know, fall in line, it's the Regina George effect of, you know, from mean girls. Oh like, yes. You know? Yes, so it's like, yeah. it's, conformity it's conformity it's you know it's weird to be different like whereas now i'm like i i love that i'm different i love that i'm but like and that's bri Bri of elementary junior high high school did not want to be different Mm -mm. i just want to be 
I want to be noticed for being cool and mm-hmm. you know what you know whatever BS things that you want to be like and it was it was exhausting and in in and in a way that like you know you think like all these people should like me for who I am but then you feel like oh feel like they're using me for my talents my my access to things my availability what whatever it may be you mm-hmm. know and so like then you realize oh that's not what friendship is friendship isn't about just using like taking from you right. it's about a give and take it's a reciprocity in yeah there is a there is a there's a mutual mm-hmm. benefit of being friends with somebody and there are moments where you maybe you take more and they take less you know and vice versa and like um so i don't know it's just like a I, I feel like for me, I just, I will, I will hope he, through this, people are better, you know, like they're not assholes to him or to others, but also, you know, that they, that he learns what real friendship is and that, mm-hmm. and in this moment, not to be like, it gets better, you know, like that whole campaign, but it's like, hard. it's just like that it does get better because you realize what good friendship looks like. And I know for me, that was a very big lesson I learned. Mm. Uh, I would just also add on to everything you just said. It gets tricky in the age of social media where we have this campaign for anti-bullying, mm-hmm. but people don't, just like in my example with the kid at elementary, I didn't it. know I was bullying. Yeah. I didn't put language to it like that. Yeah. And so... Or just being mean. If you like, if you feel like we use bullying a lot, we're just yeah. being mean. Like There are moments that I have been mean to other people. Yes. Because we do it, we do it. We do it as adults. Yes, and it shows up in social media in yeah. in various ways. Yeah, and so someone might be critical of someone else in a public space like that online, and another person might call it into question and say, "Hey, why are you bullying this person?" We so for the people who go against a conservative Republican candidate, right? Who is of questionable moral values. <laughs> uh, is that bullying? I don't think so. But someone else might say, why are you dragging this person's name through the mud? Right. It's all, it, it depends on what side of the line you're standing on. Yeah. This can be gray. Yeah. But. Speaking of people with low morals. I'm ex- I, I bumped it so you would spike it. I'm excited <laughs> for what you're about to say. Um, in our segment, please make it stop. Yeah. Um, Trump, 45, said that he always knew that Roy Moore wouldn't win. And that's why he didn't endorse him during the primary. So he tweeted that out on Wednesday morning. And I was confused. Yes, you didn't. He did not promote or endorse Roy Moore during the primary. But you did. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. So. It what? Just, we've already established that he's a little bad. Yeah, well, he's, I would, I don't he, want to he, has, he has he has some things that maybe he wants to check out with the doctor, with his brain. Maybe a neurologist. Yeah. Someone from, you know, geriatrics. There's I, there's nothing really to say. I we the writing's on the wall. Right. We all know. We all know. I mean we don't have to talk about this too long, but historically it was great because in 25 years uh, in Alabama, we voted a white guy into the Senate who happens to be a Democrat. So, you know, that's historic. That's, yeah, that's amazing. That he's a Democrat, but it's still another old white guy. Just wanted to put that out there. A lot of Joneses in the South. <laughs> there are. There are. Um, um, so Roy Moore, um, the pedophile, um, I'm just going to call him that. I don't care if it's 
Did we confirm that he did things with younger women or that he's only flirted at younger women? I don't know. Okay. I don't care to know because I don't want to I don't want to give his name anymore. He has an affinity for younger women. He likes them young. We tots. It's gross. Well, it's disgusting. So at least, you know, we got that we got that one victory, but it kind of the only reason why Roy Moore lost is because of the black women vote. Oh, yeah. I was hearing a lot about this uh, breakdown in voting demographics. What and can you tell me about this? So according to the voting demographics, and I can, let me see if I can pull it up because I think, I don't. again, I don't want to um, mess it up, right, as far mm-hmm. as like what, what actually happened. Um, so according to the demographic, um, my friend, my, one of my white friends, she's like, we as a people need to, like, we as white people need to do better. So white women and white men, majority white women and white men voted for Roy Moore, a accused pedophile, two times knocked out of the Supreme Court of Alabama dude. Um, 63% of white women voted for Moore. Um, 72% of white men voted for Moore. Of black men, 93... This is exit polls. These are exit poll mm-hmm. um, things that they said. Black men, 93% voted for Jones. The, the Democrat. And black women, 98% of them. Fucking get it, sisters. All right. And as always, black women are saving the day. <laughs> what a- I heard 3% of the voting population was non-black or white. Yeah, so apparently um, Asians don't exist in Alabama, and neither do Latinx folks. So Could have told you that. Yeah. No, I... They do exist, folks, but I think the, the reason why um, they do exist, and they did do exit polls with them, but the margin, like the, the data was so low that it wasn't... It would be like, so that's really the reason why. There's a smaller population of those uh, groups. Yes. But they, but they hundred percent do exist. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think people were like, what do you mean there are no Asian people? I'm just like, okay, let's also talk about the disaggregation of data of Latinx folks as well as Mm -hmm. Asian folks. Yeah. Not all Latinx, Latino, Latina, Latinx. That's the, that's the more inclusive term. We throw the X on there because it's either Latino or Latina. And so the X, right, is the inclusion of both. Inclusion of both slash those who don't gender gender binary, right? Because it's, you know, it's a gender binary thing. Um, so, you know, when you think about the Asian Apita folks, the Asian Pacific Islander, they see South Asian folks, mm. um, that, that is a huge population. So just to say Asian, like that, that's a very huge population. And so thus the, the collection of that data isn't always right. the most, not necessarily accurate, but it's not the most, um, the validity of that can, can be questionable. Um, 98 and 93%. And it's amazing because you know, when you think about Selma, when you think about the things that happened in Alabama for like black people to vote, it's it's huge. Thank the Lord. Yes. And the 2% and it? 7% of black women and black men respectively, where art thou? What are you doing? You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled. Run they're, amok, they're in let the astray. Place. They're in the sunken place. Sunken to all get out like Can I sand. just say, have you watched get, get Out yet? No. Okay, so I started watching it, and there was a point that I couldn't watch it. So I need is to watch it with crying? somebody. Is someone crying? There is a moment there is someone crying. But there's something that happened. Like, I need to watch it with somebody, so just if you need a partner to watch it with, know that I'm there. 
I don't know if I want to watch this. It, there's no blood and gore. Like, that's for sure. There's no well, blood and gore. I know. You wouldn't have stopped watching it. Yeah. If... It's just... It's just scary. It's, just, it's suspenseful. I like suspenseful movies. Yeah. I don't. I'd rather you people be... terrified. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, th- <laughs> but this, anyway. It, but uh, I'm very... What I what I what I'm really interest interested by I guess is that people are so happy about um, Jones mm-hmm. about Doug Jones winning. He's, yeah, he was even surprised. He was like, "What? Right, I but, <laughs> but are we excited about Doug Jones winning because he's the anti Rory Moore, or are we really positive about Doug Jones the person, I or mean, is it just the idea that?" Any Democrat winning in Alabama is a huge deal. I think it's a mix of all of those, all of those things. Like, anyone is better than Roy Moore at this point, um, as long as they're a warm body, you know, that is a Democrat. You know, like, that's, I think yeah. that's, like, a ideologically, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I think there's, um, there's hope that he will, you know, like, even the ACLU tweeted out, like, you know, we have hope that if, if and when... Um, Doug Jones gets elected, like he's going to bring, you know, he's going to think about the people in a way that it, that other senators haven't in the past in Alabama. Oh, good. Uh, so like, so I mean, I think we're all very hopeful. Okay. And I think this is more of like shaking the boots of the Republican Party who's like, oh. Did you see, I mean, just, I don't, I'm sorry. The way Roy Moore mm-hmm. was brandishing his firearm yeah. during that one rally I didn't watch it but what what happened people say he says to the crowd people say they don't know if I believe in the second amendment as he jostles for his holster and waves out uh, I don't know which caliber it is but a small um, um, what do you six shooter Mm -hmm. and he's like uh, I believe in the second amendment everyone's like woo yeah he's got a gun and I'm just like In this society, the Mm -hmm. Second Amendment was invented to protect militias from the British Army and invading armies. I don't know where it became this idea of if you don't have a gun, you're not a real citizen, man, person, American. And he he just showed this metallic thing that symbolized all that was good. Mm-hmm. for the people there at that rally. And so that 76% of men and 60, what, three, 65% of white women voted for this guy. I'm, and just going back to what I said just a second ago, it's culturally different in different parts of the country where you can just have control over a population mm-hmm. with simple symbols and signifiers that you'll trust. Yeah. And, and we just value things at different... The the calorie load is different. The food is different culturally. Yeah. I always tell international people who come into New York City, they're like, oh, how long are you going to be here? Oh, I'll be here for a couple of years. Oh, where do you plan to travel in the U.S.? Oh, I'm going to go here, California. Right, right. I always say, you need to go to New Orleans. Right. Food. Food, music. music. Just culture. It's everything. It's, it's so good. One of my favorite cities. It's robust. It's, it's bold. It's very American. It's Birthplace of jazz. In your face. You should go to Texas. Austin, Texas? Austin, San Antonio. You can go into Dallas or Houston if you feel like it. Right. Um, but at least San Antonio and Austin, you're going to find spots. something. Yeah. 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 
Uh, it's it's yeah. So anyway, this I'm glad that Roy lost. Well, glad I think Doug he's. Won. I think he says like you know I, I still need to. He hasn't conceded yet. I don't think. Um, Never say die. And uh, he wants to wait on the Lord. And I'm just like I think the Lord is telling you that you lost. He. He's going to rise. He's going to rise any day now. We're just hey, waiting. You know what? I'm okay if he does because th- this is some bullshit that we're waiting living in. For the Lord. How close was the election? It was really close. But I think it, I think he won by like 55,000 votes. Yeah, that's that's close. It's very close. So I think they're thinking about a recount. I don't know all the details. I don't want to go into all of that. But Waiting for the Lord. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that means. Um, on, on maybe, uh, our, our other fun segment, um, uh, Cap's Corner. Yeah. Um, still doesn't have a job. All right. So that's my update. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Still doesn't have a job. In case you were wondering. And, um, and I guess we'll talk a little bit more about this later. Um, but, um, I wanted to kind of do a, um, kind of a rant. Hmm. Some may say. You're rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. And um, it's in in our um, in our uh, segment that we like to call "Men Are Still the Worst." Um, uh. I just want to let all the men know in my life, and just men in general know. I'm, I am going to speak for all women in this moment. I'm going to speak for all women in this moment. Was there a caucus about this? There isn't, but I'm going to just use my power of my vagina to just take ownership of this. Yeah. You have the floor, madam. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so me being nice to you, like being a kind person, smiling at you, saying hello, does not mean I want to have sex with you or that I'm interested. Maybe all I want to do is just say hello, have a nice day. And go on with my business. It doesn't mean anything more than that. It doesn't mean you want to know how to say my name and like be, be weird about it. Want to know what I'm doing tonight. No. No, boo. I don't want to share those things. Mm. You know? And me not responding to some of the crude things that you say to me doesn't make me a bitch. It actually makes you an asshole. Yeah. So with that all being said, in this world that we live in where men like to close doors with a button by their desk and, you know, want you to rub lotion all over them. Number four ranked Google search. <laughs> Matt Lauer. Um, and, you know, be a disgusting asshole. Um, I just wanted the world to know that uh, just me being kind to you does not give you the pass to be like, she must want to want to get in my pants. And the answer is no. When I'm flirting, the world will know because it's that bad. I mean, I've gotten better, but anyway. Wait, what? People would know if I'm flirting. Because you're bad at it? No, because it's like, like you know, I do the telltale signs of the flirting. It's very obvious if, obvious if I'm flirting. Because, uh, you know, you like you like play with your hair as like at least oh, my, my thing. Mm, I play with yeah, my hair. Some things are subtle. I, it's, you yeah. told me the last time when I left our last social engagement. Yes. You told me you did much better. I did. With the, that guy. Yes. After Okay. Well, yes. I believe I believe it's gotten better. And I had coffee with them. Oh, you did. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. And it was, is it was this, lovely. Did you want to talk about, uh, was this in relation to anything in the news in particular um it is but we can talk about that later because they may be show, showing up in my dope person 
Oh, okay. So, you know. Well and good. Yeah. It's just one of those things that I just... Stay tuned. Stay tuned, folks. To the, to the end of this to this episode. This episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It'll be, it'll be good. No, Anyways. I, I appreciate uh, you putting that out there. And I think... I, I can say honestly, mm-hmm. there, I, I can think of at least one woman in this world who would not agree with you. And that's unfortunate. And I'm sure there's other women who don't agree with but, me. Yeah, no. I think there's yeah. a difference with like, I'm being nice to you. Great. Keep it moving. Right? Yeah. Like that's just being a nice human. Yeah. If I'm being nice to you and flirtatious with you, that's something else. Right? Like there's signs. So if I'm being nice to you and you're being kind of creepy towards me and then yeah. I just back off of my niceness because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. That should be a sign of like, maybe stop. Hey, guys and gals for that matter, tip in the street. When mm-hmm. you're walking in New York, it's a very walkable city. Sure. Right? If you're walking and someone makes eye contact with you Doesn't or something happens in the street where you notice someone else's existence, yeah. If you're, it's nice to be polite and smile never show teeth if you if you corners of the mouth go up mm-hmm. oh they're a That's kind nice. person when you show teeth you're they're insane <laughs> they're not, don't talk to them yeah. the only time i show my teeth is when i see another dog like walk like if it's like a human if you both have dogs no like when i'm walking with wrigley yeah. and there's a, like you know wrigley's strutting when he's walking right yeah, so yeah. He, he's, he's got like, a good gait he's like i'm I'm hot shit. Yeah, he knows. He's very he's very aware about how He prances a little bit. Yeah, it's very cute. So usually when I'm walking, people who are walking towards me, like to you know, to the in the other direction, often smile they smile at Wrigley with their teeth. Oh yeah, sure. And then they look up to me and and they smile with their teeth too. And it's not creepy because I know they're smiling it's because it's my dog. Yeah, the dog, yeah. But sure. if you're just like if we're just walking and you just look at me and you smile, that is weird. Like with your teeth, yes, that is very. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Usually, you're trying to because when you open the mouth like that, just so the psychology. It's very hears, jokery. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your hands, you're just up with your head. You're just like jokery. Joker. <laughs> if I could see you, the Batman Joker is what this on the podcast. That's they, ooh, that's, a, that's the, creepy. But they uh, no. What it means is. Oh, he's showing his teeth. Oh, he wants to engage in conversation. He's about to open his mouth. Nope. If you don't show teeth and you just keep your lips pursed, mm-hmm. it means, oh, he's kind, but he has restraint and respect for my time. Right. Appreciate it. Keep on moving. And nothing may ever come of that. Yeah. But you just reinforce this idea. By the way, we're talking about civility. That's right. really what this comes no, down this is to. Li- like, literally, that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to be a nice person, a nice human. Doesn't mean that I want you to touch me. It doesn't mean I want you to corner me in an elevator and try to talk to me about what I'm doing that night or anything of that nature. Um, It doesn't mean that every time I walk in one direction, you follow me there. Like, and if I move to another direction, you follow me there too. Like, it's fucking weird. And I, to a point where this is a particular person that has been doing this to me. um, And I just like, stopped it pretty abruptly and said one you're saying my name wrong two i don't really want to talk to you i'm just being a nice person saying hi to you doesn't mean i want to do anything else and uh three get off my junk basically yeah and then his his response to me was like so what do you have a boyfriend or something i'm like should it matter if i do or don't um because it it really does it should and that's what i said it shouldn't matter if i do or if i don't (gasps) and then and he's like so you don't have a boyfriend i'm just like motherfucker it doesn't matter that 
I, the answer is still, I'm not interested. Oh. Like, not interested oh at all God. whatsoever. And, yeah. If he berates me more about this, it's, I'm going to... It's gonna, uh, it's gonna be a problem, and he's gonna get kicked in the ass uh, by a girl. And you'll do it too. I'll I will you. do it. Uh, and the, then I'm gonna get arrested for assault. Just try and get him fired. I think that would be the best way to go. Yeah, probably. But uh, this this is not a. Uh, damn, that's that. Uh, so to what I'm saying is, you're talking about civility. Yeah. He's talking about uh, sexuality and. we're animals at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And some people will reduce human behavior down to simple mm-hmm. birds and the bees. Yeah. And so guys will, I brought this up to a friend because we were talking about she mm-hmm. and I were talking about catcalling and mm-hmm. the nature of it. And I was saying and how, how she was like, it's fine. right? Well, well, like, well, different friend. Oh, this, different, this, okay, other this other person was saying okay. that it's, she reflected on when she was back. I think I've said this before. When she was growing up in the neighborhood in Brooklyn, and guys would hang out on the stoop, and from the stoop, women would walk by on the sidewalk, and guys from perched on their stoop would shout compliments, cat calls at these people walking by, mm-hmm. hoping to get their attention. And so, we both agreed that cat calling is wrong, but at the same time, we're thinking, where do we meet? people Mm -hmm. in space for these kind of conversations if you are at a university and you're a student it's easy to meet other students if you're at a workplace it's easy to meet colleagues in the workplace but don't play where you work you don't shit where you sleep yeah that's good advice people don't always take that advice so where love also happens yeah. yeah sure for many people but it's also, where else would you meet people? That's why a lot of people go to the bars, right? Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people go to restaurants and bars and right. social atmospheres for that purpose of meeting. Right. Then you have the online version, the avatar self that right. exists in a profile format with age, weight, height, whatever. Right. Probably not. Well, I don't know every app. So maybe there are weights. Some, some, have, some have weights. That's a little troubling. But okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or like what kind of body type are you average athletic athletic slim okay Mm -hmm. well which is just as bad in my opinion either way we're talking about these spaces where people can go but if you work a job or two jobs and you don't fornicate with any of your colleagues Mm -hmm. and then outside of that the time you spend is with your immediate family Maybe you don't have like a, you're not married, but you have family obligations and you have a close knit group of friends, but you're not expanding outside of that. Mm -hmm. The easiest, most direct way for someone to meet someone is doing what those guys are doing from the stoop. My friend and I are sitting there thinking, how else would you actually really meet people if these guys from the stoop, I'm not saying it's the correct behavior, but in terms of how the the male mind works, and and like a part of me is like I understand why catcalling happens, right? But I think, I think of um, so this the person that I had ended up like flirting with and had coffee with. Yeah, I straight up went to him and complimented him in a very sincere manner. In a very sincere way, I complimented him on something that he did, and I also was like, also you're really cute, <laughs> you know, I'm like. Uh. But but like but I'm coming I'm not like you're cute. No, no the line is the line is very very blurry. Right, but 
but I think guy like yes, if a guy comes to a girl again, we're talking very very heteronormatively. This is that's all I really know. Yes, yeah, um, and so if a guy came to me and's like, I think you're cute, I'd be like, okay, like I wouldn't really know what to do with that. But if it was like really interesting conversation and we we got like it was just like I'm at a bar, some guy comes up to me, approaches me, and he's like, it was just like we're chatting or whatever, and it was just like a genuine conversation, and something more came out of it. Great, cool flirt do what you got to do but if someone came up to me and like i i think about the time where we went out for your birthday and someone was like mm. you're an amazing dancer mm. and i'm like mm. and, and i'm like mm. thanks <laughs> i didn't think anything of it didn't realize that person was flirting with me until you told me and i was like wait what <laughs> you know i was like oh i just thought they were being like but because i was trying to get her attention right and you were trying to help me right. get her attention and then be- we realized she was well. Probably, I didn't realize anything. She was on my team, batting for my side, which is to say, the she, side that likes girls. She likes girls. Yeah, and then you're a good dancer. It takes <laughs> on a whole new meaning. <laughs> yes. So. Well, I, I was just like, oh, another friend. Like, yay. I was too drunk to be your proper wingman at that no, time because it was my birthday. Right, and I was trying to get you some, not get me. I don't want any of that. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was one of those like I was more because I left you two alone and I I did my thing dancing and then i came back and i was like what happened and you're like she likes you and i'm like wait what i'm like i don't she i don't know likes you <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know i think there obviously there's a fine line right but like no nah, this this but to what you were saying hey i think you're cute if a guy said that out of nowhere it's, it's kind of weird no it's weird because we're it's not weird intrusive. if you said that to a guy because guys, by maybe patriarchy or genetics, uh, chemical wiring in mm-hmm. our brains, I don't know, intrinsically, we welcome that kind of attention. Right. And so if someone does that, we're like, oh, thanks. She's interested. Let's talk more. Right. Versus a guy does that. You quickly tell if the guy is attractive. I'm down. You're down. If he's not attractive, what? <laughs> That's, I'm not down. That you're not down. <laughs> so that's what I was saying. The, the line is very... So you got to... But it comes from like... It has to come from a genuine place though. Like the uh-huh. first thing... Your genuine mustache and beard. <laughs> your genuine abs and collarbone and I white shoulders. I'm not that shallow. Okay. I'm no, not. I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying people in general. No, obviously. Like there's like the physical attraction piece. But I think there's also... Um, like if that's... That's never the first thing I say. To a guy. I think you're cute. Like, I'm not going to say that. Some girls do. I don't. Some girl did that to me the other day. I was yes, like, that's cool. Me. And uh, then you we are found a baby. out she's too young. And it's <laughs> you, like, are, you, you are a oh, child. sweetie, I'm at least 10 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we do the math, which we won't, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you still can't drink. I'm flattered <laughs> you think that we're this close in age. Yeah. Um, the, I had someone do something similar when I told him my real age. He... Oh I think yeah, lost his bananas. You he was, told me that was he, hilarious. And he was, and even even to like, I saw him again, and he was just like, he, like he, you can tell he was like, I want to flirt with you, but I don't know that was so how to funny. flirt you, with you. It was you, very cute. When you told him, well, gave him a ballpark mm-hmm. of your age. He, um, I just said older, and he was just like older. bullshit. Yeah, no, bullshit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you, you melted his mind no. and set, you set it afire because now he, he doesn't know what to do at his age. He's, he's like, wait, I can't 
But is it because society tells me I can't or because I don't think I'm able? Because <laughs> I kind of want to challenge myself. And this is a little naughty. <laughs> little naughty? Yeah. So I, I think... Honey he, boo boo, it's be, not going to happen. Because he, <laughs> you're a baby. He's talking himself up a little bit. And you'll see him reapproach you again in a different light. Here's what it comes down to, guys. Here's, here's what I think it is and my observations in mm-hmm. life. It's even if you're not attractive in the Western culture normative sense, mm-hmm. approaching with confidence, poise, mm-hmm. those two things coupled together, and a seeming lack of desperation, mm-hmm. a nonchalantness like a, a nonchalantness that looks very much um, platonic Mm -hmm. in a way where you don't care what's going to come out of this interaction. If I'm going to approach someone that I think is attractive, I'm first looking to find out what's interesting about them. And if we're having a shared moment where we're observing the same thing, maybe we're at a production Mm -hmm. or there's something happening in a public space, I'm going to ask this person what they think of what's happening right there. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to reflect on that. Tell me what they're perceiving. And if it's interesting, I'll ask them what they mean by that. Like elaborate, say more. It shows an interest in this person's thinking. Right. Um, And then from that, if they seem to be reciprocating the conversation, let it go longer. See where it goes. But you don't just come up to someone and say like, Hey, you're cute. Unless you're in the club and everybody's drinking and dancing and then it's a physical situation in which you say, let's dance. Or you give them the look and then it's either... Oh, that's the other thing. Hmm. Just because I'm at a club doesn't mean I want you to be all up in my business. Don't be grabbing. Don't Don't be be grabbing. grabbing. Don't be trying to grind with me. Get the hell out of here. I did not consent. It's been a while since I've I've done that life, but I remember that. I was... Yeah. Sometimes... Well, we, I, we haven't we gone out in a minute, but we should do that in the future. Yeah, in the no, near future, for 2018. Sure. For sure, yeah. Once a month, Brian Alex goes out. She likes you. <laughs> <laughs> she likes you. Oh, so funny. All right. I think that's everything for our dabbling section. We talked about a lot of stuff. So let's get on and talk t- about some basketball. Yes. All right, folks, it is time to talk some basketball, specifically some National Basketball Association basketball. Yeah. So what are the standings this week? We're looking pretty good in the East still with Celtics on top, 24-6, and six, followed by the typical Cleveland Cavaliers. Into still it. surging, looking good, 20-8. and eight. Um, And then the rest of the pack, the usual crew... Um, I did notice that the Detroit Pistons have since kind of shuffled down to the eight seed okay. from where they were sitting at the two seed for the longest time when we first began the year. So mm-hmm. not sure what's going on there, but hopefully they, they get some giddy up. And then the Knicks on the outside looking in at the nine seed with a 14 and 13 record. In the Western Conference, we got Houston. They just won their game at the time we're recording this against the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. And so they're at 22-4 and four with an 85% win percentage, which is the best in the league, mm. followed by Golden State, 22-6, and six, San Antonio, Minnesota, Denver, and then some of the usual crew. Oklahoma City just won tonight against the Pacers, Paul George's former team. Uh And so they've moved into the eighth seed after being on the outside of the playoff picture 
they're still f- below 500 with 13 and 14 mm. record. Um, and then, man, that Western Conference, I have thoughts on the Western Conference, but we'll get to that a little later. Okay. That's where we are. So that sounds that sounds fun. Um, we just watched the Rockets play uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. And they continue their winning streak to, is it? 11. Is it 11 now? It's yeah. 11 now. That's impressive. Um, it seems like these players are meshing well. Yeah. Well, ever since they've had uh, Chris Paul back, mm-hmm. they've, they've been, been 11 and 0. Right. He's, is he the answer? Yeah, he is. Okay. It's but, a, he's, yeah, right, that's I'm simply glad we done. talked about that. Simply right, done. Right. I mean, the guy is, I mean, Harden can shoot the lights out all day and he can assist, but mm-hmm. the way that Chris Paul runs the floor and plays defense. Right. Wow. Well, I mean, because we also watched the OKC, OKC versus the Pacers, mm-hmm. which is Paul George coming back to Indianapolis. Yeah. And there's always been this talk of, are they... Like, they're not meshing as well. Yes, they won this game that they had against Indianapolis, but, like, are they meshing well? You know, we're hearing people, yeah. like, you know, three all-stars who are the the guys of their teams mm. coming together. It's a lot of ego. And so, you know. I mean, hey, the trade, the trade deadline is coming up, but then at the all-star break... You know how it is when you go into the all-star break and guys are playing and all that. And then one guy finds out, oh, when you come back after the break, mm-hmm. um, pack your things because you're going to Denver or some right, other right. place. You know? Yeah, there's so, things that happen. I mean, this team doesn't have to stay together the whole year right. if it's not going to work mid-year through. And if that's the case, you pretty much kind of have to get rid of Paul George. You think that's going to happen? Well, he's on a one-year contract, and Melo's contract goes beyond that, and he's got the—I don't know if the no-trade clause still applies. Okay. When he's there, but we, Paul George may not come back mm. because of where this is, and you lose money if right. you leave. So trade Paul George, get get something for him. You can't really trade Melo for much right. at this point, but I don't know. They'll figure that out on their end. The Ooh, administration. This is going to be, that's going to be interesting. But to all that, all that, to what you were saying, three all-stars on one team, that's Versus, a bit much. If you took Melo out of that equation. You think it would work? Oh, yeah, for sure. Paul George. I mean, we keep on talking about how Melo stops the ball, so. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's doesn't, a play, he doesn't play defense. What um, is that? Exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> a, But when you have Chris Paul with James Harden, your backcourt is confusing for any other team to yeah. play you. Like yeah. Just that alone, as long as you got dependable guys down low, yeah. the backcourt of the Rockets is nuts. Yeah. So good luck with that. Can you imagine Melo wanted to go to Houston? It wouldn't work. It would have thrown stuff off. Yeah. Houston would've. would not be at the top of this league right now at mm-hmm. 85% win uh, percentage Yeah. if he were playing on that team. Hmm. And I hate to say that because I'm a mellow fan as a person, as an He's athlete. He's a great athlete. I just, he hasn't found a team that works for him right now. And ha- and, yeah. Well, not right now, ever. <laughs> and I think that's hurting him. I'm not sure what to do about that. Sounds like a mellow problem. 
seems like we talked about this before too. Uh, when you know, when you're in a relationship and you break up mm. very similarly with every relationship, maybe yeah. it's not the other person. Yeah. Maybe it's you. Yeah, this might be the year he's looking at losing that that streak of twenty points uh, average, average on the game anyway. per season. So he's oh, always yeah. had at least twenty points per game each season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have to dip this year. Yeah, if he can let that go, we'll see. We'll yeah, we'll see what that happens. How do you feel about PG in Indiana? We just saw the game. Every time the ball was in his hand, they booed. They booed, as they do. Do you feel like Indiana got the better end of the deal? I mean, record wise, at this point, yeah, for yeah. sure. That the numbers are there. Right. But in terms of points per game production from your star player, what you got from Paul George, you're now getting from Victor Oladipo. Sure are. And probably even better. I think he's a little bit better than Paul George mm-hmm. in his averages right now. Yeah. So we didn't, and he doesn't didn't want to know. Be, and he doesn't want to be compared to Paul George anymore anyway, so he's his own person. Well, sure. Who wants but to be compared to their he, predecessor? He's got so we didn't they didn't know they were getting that when they got Victor Oladipo. Yeah. And I think they got the better end of the deal. For sure. And you got him for a steal, good money. Mm-hmm. And he played for the Indiana Hoosiers in college. Mm-hmm. So there's so already coming, a fan. There's base like a there. there's a coming home yeah. feeling. He played for I think Bobby Knight even. Yeah. So that's Oh my god, Bobby Knight. Yeah. Sure. Sorry, I just had a moment. I had a parks and rec moment. So that was the thing that Anyway, not not familiar. They, so yeah, I mean, I don't. That's for sure. I think we agree that Indiana is doing better in that regard, and OKC was better with just Westbrook on that team, mm-hmm. and now he's got these two superstars and doesn't know what to do with them. I can assume he's feeling frustrated. Yeah, it makes sense, but I think the, um, I I think it'll be interesting to see how Indiana pans out as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, so let me ask you this. Right now, is Victor Oladipo, at this point in the season, your most improved player? Can you think of anyone who's having a better standout season than Victor Oladipo? Uh, maybe the unicorn? Ooh. Zingas? Poor Zingas of the New York Knicks. Mm. We did. We kind of ex. Well, we kind of expected that. Yes, but I mean, he's. Imp- you're asking me who's improved this year. Yeah, is is Kristaps? <laughs> it's this back. It's this thing where is Kristaps better because he doesn't have Mello there? Yes. Or is he just? It's both. It's both and right. It's, like it's, it's both like and, he doesn't yes. have Mello to to share with, but he's also in or his second year. Or just take year. the ball from him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that never happened. Um, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll agree to disagree. I will say, but Victor Oladipo right now is in the top ten in scoring in the league. I think he, I think That's he amazing. is. Top I like 10. outside of. I think he's definitely out. I mean, there's also Giannis that I'm a big fan of, but he was most improved last year. Like that, he mm-hmm. was known as the most improved last year. Yeah. Um. So I don't think he deserves it again, but he's doing really great too. But I think when I think about your team and what you're bringing to the team. And what you what your past performance was compared to this year, I'd give to Victor. Hmm. I'm into it. You're not into it. I I am. I know. I like him a lot. I'm just looking at Demarcus Cousins really hard. 
Why? Because he's always good, but this year he's especially good. Okay. Because he's starting off with the Pelicans, right. and he's averaging like 25 and 13. Right. And the way he does it uh-huh. is so... Feisty. He, he's feisty and strong, but he's also got finesse. His footwork is good. His mm-hmm. agility is there, and he's got enough speed at this point for a guy who's seven feet tall. Yeah. It's just, he's a monster. Yeah. I don't know. If I had a team to start, I would definitely choose Cousins over Oladipo. Um, but I kind of knew last year the Cousins, cousins over was Giannis? This- Over Ben Simmons? Uh, over Ben... Oh, these are all very good choices. The only thing that makes me stop <laughs> on Boogie Cousins is his attitude. That, that Literally, that's why I was just like, really? It's just that. If, if he were on a team that was already equipped with... The only team that could really handle his tude would be Cleveland. Yeah, because LeBron would smack it out of him. Absolutely. His <laughs> reference is, oh, you're going to... You, you're gonna come here. You're gonna do this right now. You think you're gonna? Oh, that's cute. I run this. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cute. You, oh, you, you don't think you'll be traded? Because I have you traded tomorrow. Because yeah. do you, you you think I'm just a ball player? I'm the GM. That's, that's, I'm that's the president. Funny. That's cute. I'm damn near the owner. <laughs> like that's oh that's cute. So yeah, he. Uh, but no, I, Demarcus <laughs> Cousins, I would gladly have on a team right. to run. But Giannis is Giannis more than Ben Simmons. I would also pick Giannis over Ben Simmons, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's Just sheer, sheer, yeah, anyway, it'll be well, Victor's had a great, Victor's had a really good start to his season. I hope it continues. Yeah. He might even be an all-star this year. We'll see. Uh, I mean, we'll see how the all-star selection actually happens. I'm excited It's gonna that. When that happens, I'm going to be, I, ugh, I'm going to be a fly on the wall. The, the, I hope they televise uh, it. I want them to televise it like we're in, we're in like high like uh-huh. grade school gym. Okay, you <laughs> grade school gym. Everyone's wearing their like gym like PE shorts and t- the tees that you had to wear. Just white shirts, plain yeah. white shirts, and then you get the a black, penny. You get and, they'll give you a penny. Yeah, and then the black shorts. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. I'm I'm so I want this to happen live, televised. I want grown ass adults to do. The elementary school picking of a team. I'm assuming the West is going to be led by Steph, and the East yeah. would be LeBron. It could be. It could. I mean, mm, Le- maybe. You don't think LeBron would be the number one vote getter in the East? Who's? Hmm? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Kyrie gets more votes. Not possible. That is not possible. Alexander. That's not. And I love Alexander. Kyrie. He's my favorite. But he's not. Who are gonna you more... going to vote for? On my top, wait, for the Eastern and Western Conference? Your top players. You have to choose five. Right. And you choose two backcourt and you choose choose three big men. Yeah. Then I can do the East right now okay. pretty simply and just say front court would be LeBron, Giannis, and Eastern um, this is not a popular pick, uh, and people will disagree with this, mm-hmm. but I would choose Andre Drummond. Oh. And fine if you want to disagree with that, no, but those, I'm, I'm, those are the people I would pick. I can understand why you picked him, but it's yeah. more like... And then backcourt, I would choose, because this is before Isaiah Thomas comes back from right. injury, I would choose Kyrie, obviously, 
obvious. Man, I that's it's so hard to choose the backcourt, but I'm gonna go ahead and do the unpopular thing and go with John Wall. Why would that be unpopular? He doesn't because of his injury. It, because of the injury, mm-hmm. he was out of the statistics for a while right. for assistant points because he hadn't played enough games to qualify. Um, so some people might say he didn't play enough, but I think when you see him away from his team yeah, and what the wizards look like without him, it's, imp- he's very important. He's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you, I mean, did you have thoughts on this? Did you have anybody you would? No, I mean, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rust. I would not be supp- like, it makes sense for Steph and LeBron to be the captains. That makes sense because they are the. At least, in, as far as the league is concerned, the more popular, mm-hmm. you know, players in the league. Um, but with that being said, I think it's. I I would also think like maybe James Harden could, potentially, be, um, the captain, or even KD, just because of, fan base and things of that nature, and people, feeling one way or another about, their teams, and what they do for their teams. If James Harden is the captain, I'll be. I think that's well deserved. No, I, mean, I think it's well deserved too. I think it should be him. I think it should be him too. I think Steph's following is so Michael Jackson esque. Like people like him for he's he's. They just don't like him as a basketball. They like him for his whole wholesomeness. Yes. His there's wife. A, there's his kids. Aura. Like, there's a, there's yeah. a whole persona around it. Right, and people love LeBron for his athleticism. His you know, stri- hashtag strive for greatness. His, his lion-like ferocity. Right. His, yeah. his thirst trap pictures that he posts. Thirst trap cute. pictures, of course, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, I don't even like him like Straight that. up traps. <laughs> All trapping everybody. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that kind of rolls out. But one of the things I actually wanted to talk about mm-hmm. um, that I'm glad we uh, kind of talked about, potentially talking about this, is Kareem mm-hmm. decided to talk about the NFL and the NBA. Do you know what he said? I think he said that the NBA is going to replace the NFL mm-hmm. in the coming years as America's League. Yeah. In so many words. Yes. That's literally what he said. What do you think? He said the NBA has has surpassed the NFL. No, the NBA has surpassed the NFL as the league of America's future. Mm hmm. And uh, say it. I don't disagree. Where's the lie? That that's straight up the fact. Where's where's the lie in this? I'm sorry. Anybody see that? Give this man give this man a statue. I was when I (laughs) when I heard that I said we're gonna talk about this on the cast and. This is going to be an area where we do not disagree. No, we and don't it, disagree. I'm just going to ask, like, Alex, do not go on a 15-minute rant bashing the NFL. <laughs> do not. So don't I won't. It. I won't we do won't. that. We don't have time. We're not going to waste our breath. But you do not see people getting hurt to the degree that they do in the NFL. And the, as just, far as, like, uh, the, like, the brain injuries. Yes, as far as brain injuries, like major career-ending injuries, people with like finger and joint damage and all this. Have you seen Michael Strahan's hands? It's weird as hell. Oh, yeah. It's like, man. It's weird. Dude, that stuff does not happen in the NBA. And it's the league where it's more open. You can see all the different, the players, complete body. You see their faces, you see their their whole head. There's no hat, there's no helmet. All the tattoos. The, yeah. 
And the tats have become ubiquitous. So you yeah. come to expect these black bodies will have tattoos. And I think in that way. So what is Kareem talking about? Kareem's talking about America's future. He's talking politically. No, no, no. no. He, he's... Yes, yes. He's, that's he's exactly talking what he's not yes. even athletically, but also politically. Yes. It's the more progressive league. Yeah. MBS surpassed. He's not talking about it's going to be. It's already uh, done it. Oh, he said it, we're already there. He, Agreed. MBS surpassed. Again, Agreed. where's the lie? No lie. So, true story. Lakers, fans, Laker um, Lake or, ownership. Yeah. Late Nation. I know what you're going to say. Genie Bus. Go ahead. Give this man a statue. It's. I was gonna it's say. Time. I was gonna say we should do a segment every week <laughs> called "Does Kareem Have a Statue Yet?" Nope. Nope. Still does not have that. Um. Like. I mean, what a guy. What a guy. He's right. And he's he's correct in. We are a league that has uh, an international team as far as the Raptors are concerned because you know Canada. Sure. Toronto. Yeah. Good go us. Yeah. Um. We have. We um. Have a commissioner who like knows what he's doing and like more than international, we're really global yeah. in terms of playing games overseas yeah. and in China, Europe, Mexico, Mex- City. Mexico, yeah. Um, and the sport of basketball is very behind. attainable. Yeah, I mean it's it's accessible to anyone and it's also easy to play if you just set up a milk carton or something mm-hmm. on the side of a wall and then you have a ball. Mm-hmm. Anybody can play. It's very you don't need pads. You don't mm-hmm. need. Um, shoes, cleats. You can wear any kind of shoes. You can be mm. barefoot if you want to. I've done it barefoot. Yeah. And there's no... It's just so much safer. And it's fun. And it doesn't take much. One person needs And a I ball. think it takes more... Okay. Skill? You yes. can say it. It yeah. does. Like, And not just like physical skill, right? We know football isn't physically taxing sport too. Like there's a lot of running and hitting people and things like that. But there's a... It's not just... It's a more... It's like a, it's a skill that is not just like, it's not just physical. It's also mental, right? Yeah. Like of like where people are, and and yes, football is the same way as well. But it's just a different level, I think. Well, there's more as someone ge- who's played it. There's more geometry and changing speeds mm-hmm. and knowing the passing lanes. Yeah, because you're doing you're playing both ends of the field, which football mm-hmm. does not do. Nope. You have to it's be one able way. to transition. Yep. Back and forth, uh, it's. It has more international players represented in it, yep. percentage-wise, than any other league, yeah. MLB, yeah. NFL, and I won't count NHL because they have a lot of Canadian players. And yeah, like whatever. Yeah, but and they're mostly white. Yeah, it's it's not that diverse. <laughs> but then you look at this team's reach in pop culture: Space Jam, basketball shoes. Do please people talk please about? Please don't remake Space Jam. That's gonna happen. Um, look at the courtside teams, like uh-huh. the seats. Who goes to the games, the NFL games? Do you see pictures of like celebrities at the you NFL games? You don't see Rihanna at those no. games. They're in you the don't box see Drake seats. at those games. No, they're in the box seats. You see the celebrities at the basketball games courtside. Right. You see the Drinking fan. their beer, having their pretzel, mm-hmm. eating some popcorn, doing their thing. Yeah, that's what it's about. The, it just, I think the sport is ridiculously beautiful. You're dribbling this ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. You're not just carrying it. No. You have to, with one hand, bounce yes, it up and back. Yes, not with two, because that's, that's not that's It's not double legal. dribble. It's not legal. And it's not efficient, it's frankly. Not. It's not. And so you have to do one hand, bring it up, stop in motion, pull up, shoot it, 
make it off the backboard. Right. Like you have to There's know angles. There's geometry. There's a finesse. Yeah, you got to change that speed. You know where to pass it to people. You can go behind the back, chest mm-hmm. pass. You can go bounce pass over the head. You can do all these various moves. And it's just so, it's like ballet to watch when it's done really well. Yeah, for sure. I think Kareem's right. And politically, it's just, when you look at the ESPYs, Mm. remember the ESPYs where Black Lives Matter and Ferguson and all these different happenings were coming up, and who stood up there at the front in front of all the athletes at the ESPY Awards were LeBron James, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony. Where were all the other folks? Where y'all MLB, NFL, NHL. Soccer. I mean, where are you guys at? Yeah, they're all speaking. The NBA has more outspoken players around these. And I'm not saying that obviously we can look at Kaepernick and and talk about he could definitely been up there too. Obviously, with the things that he's done and Mm -hmm. still doesn't have a job. (laughs) But um, I mean, I'm sure people do talk and do what they they can. But this this league definitely does way more. We talk about things like marijuana. Tell ya. Ugh. Who's, who else is... There's no other league entertaining that conversation. No. And you have the former commissioner already saying he condones. Yeah. He's like, I don't understand why why we can't even at least legalize the medical aspect of it. Your championship winning coach, Steve Kerr, just spoke on it and said, oh yeah, I've smoked it. I've eaten it. I've yeah. Whatever. I'm Used it for back it. pain. Yeah. And Greg Popovich, outspoken to no end <sighs> about race class pop and Kerr 2020 politics it's just i mean it's refreshing (laughs) to know where our league is on these various matters and and kareem's got his finger on it he knows you know the general consensus of the organization is moving towards progress inclusion Mm -hmm. diversity it's and the thing is like the expectation of the leaders of the league Mm -hmm. the the player leaders of the league. Mm-hmm. We're talking the players association. The player the players association. <coughs> we're talking the LeBrons, the the Stephs, the like you know, the CP3. people the, the faces of, of the of, of the league at, mm-hmm. at the very least will raise hell or high water if they see anything less. Yeah. So which is cool. And I'd love that that's the sport that we love. And so mm-hmm. Kareem, I hope you get a statue soon before No respect. That's that's ridiculous. Come on, Genie Bus. Give him give him give him a statue. Hey guys, be careful lifting that Shaq statue over there. <laughs> Don't want it to fall and bust. Um excuse me. Excuse yes, Kareem. <laughs> uh I, I love the statue, but I'm I he, still don't have one. He he played um eight years and got you three rings. I played for you for like a million? Fourteen? And I, got I have you. five, yeah. And I definitely um, am the number one leading scorer in NBA history by a lot. So like, are am I? Is this not? Can I? Excuse me, man. That that man. That's some shade, man. Give him a statue. <laughs> God, please do it before he dies. This is that's not... really what I wanted to say, but I didn't want to say it. No, I mean I don't think he's. I don't think Kareem is uh, gonna pass anytime soon he's a healthy but like dude. we need to do this don't be don't let this be don't one be of those the- things where like oh cream's about to pass we should give him that statue like no do it now while do he's, it alive. When he's alive he deserves it he's 70 years old oh wow looks um, great he does going back to one thing when we were talking about the standings mm-hmm. i was looking at those numbers yeah do you i this happened last year too mm-hmm. there's a 
misconception or, or mis I don't know if it's a misconception. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely the notion out there that the West is better than the East. Mm-hmm. I look at the numbers on the rankings, the standings, and the East for the past couple of years has had more. So there's eight teams that go to the playoffs, right? Right. On each side, yep. Yeah, the East has had more teams than eight that are above 500. Yes. And the West has had less than eight teams above 500. Right. What's going on there? Am I doing math wrong? Is it it just that the the West is so... So the West will play the Western teams more than the Eastern teams. Right. And vice versa. So it's a a more difficult league because they're... Better, well, better teams. The teams at the top, right? The Warriors, Spurs, Rockets are eating up a lot of the wins, right? So the teams who are at the seven and eight seed may not be above five hundred, right? Because they've taken it on the chin sometimes to those big fish, right? Versus the East, it's a little more soft ball, right? So they're they're trading wins and losses more evenly. Yeah, I think that's what that is. Okay, and it's also. You're talking about the standings currently, right? Currently. Still too damn early. Well, yeah. But even last year, when this season ended, it was still somewhat Mm. skewed. But I think that's what it is. I think what you said is exactly what the issue is. That's the only logical thing that makes sense. Because it's not logical to say the Knicks are better than the... Who was I? Uh, The Jazz. The Knicks are better than the Jazz. Aren't they? Well, this jazz record is. Oh wait, jazz are thirteen and fifteen, and New York is fourteen and thirteen. Yeah, they are better than. So the next, the Miami Heat are thirteen and fourteen, and they're at the nine seed, and the Jazz are at the eight seed. No, Jazz are at the nine seed, and Miami's at the ten seed. So either way, so it looks like the East, it visually looks like if I were an alien coming to this planet and looking at these numbers, oh, your Eastern Conference is better than your Western Conference. But it's not. Because the Houston team has an 85% win average. Right. And Golden State's behind it with a 79. Yeah. Well, then. It doesn't make sense. uh, Oklahoma City is in the eighth spot right Mm -hmm. now in the West with 13 and 14. Right. But the Knicks are in the nine seed out of the playoffs with 14 and 13. Can the Knicks beat the Thunder? Uh, currently? Could the Heat or the Knicks, who are in the nine... Heat cannot 10? beat the Thunder. Um, I think the Heat could beat the Thunder. I don't think they can. Okay. But, but the I Knicks think the could. Knicks could. Yeah. I agree. I think... We're shortchanging the Eastern Conference a little bit. This is my hypothesis. I'm not ready to bet money on that. Right. But I've just been noticing this recently. And the perception has always been the West is really good. Ever since the days of Shaq, Duncan, Garnett, Mm -hmm. Nowitzki, all these great, Steve Nash, all these great players in the Western Conference, they took up a lot of airtime. I think the East has made a significant comeback and just no one's noticed. And and I think no one's noticed because everyone's like, oh, we need three-pointers, we need three-pointers, we need we need those shooting guards, we need those point guards, and we need, and like, 
maybe quietly when you look at the Detroit Pistons and the mm-hmm. 76ers and you're... They and, don't play star ball. No. They're not all star ball. They're, they're all playing smart. Systems. Right. I think you're seeing they're, more systems and right, coaching. Right. And think of, think of a Popovich kind of systematic lay things out so that this could be sustained on the longer term. Not necessarily like Popovich, but like having some sort of system in, in, in place, mm-hmm. whether it be tanking so that you can get better picks, mm-hmm. which is like people are steering clear of, like better picks. Tanking for better um, draft picks is the thing that the 76ers did, which has worked, them, out now. worked out really nicely for them. Yeah. Um, or having coaching staff that like has a system that works well that everyone's bought into. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Again, it's still too early to say anything. Yeah. Well, sure. Time so, will tell. Like time, will, time will tell, for sure. So, with that being said, I think that's everything that we have for our drooling section. Unless there's anything else you want to add, bud. That's all I got. I, I want to talk about my dope person. Let's, let's, let's keep it moving. All right, so it's time to talk about some dope people. And last week I went first, so Sir Alex, it's your turn. Mentioned this person already. We talked at length about how good he's this year. Mm -hmm. And so Victor Oladipo is my person of the week. He's also the NBA's player of the week for the Eastern Conference. Ooh, is it because of some an awesome game that he He had? He had a 47-point game, which is his new career high. Against the Denver Nuggets recently. Yes. So it's also the Nuggets, but they're not bad. They're still ranked top seven in the West right now, so they're not bad. Okay. But boy, went off. So we're gonna talk a little bit about him. So basics of Victor Oladipo. What you need to know is um, his parents are Chris and Joan Oladipo. They're from Nigeria. Love. I love my Nigerians. Um, yes, and he grew up in Maryland with uh, sisters Christine, Kendra, and Victoria. I wonder if they're older or younger. Three sisters, I don't know. But he had three sisters. Oh, wild. Sisters are awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely IMO. <laughs> um, but he's uh, he has a strong family background. He mm-hmm. played college at University of Indiana. Hoosiers. The Hoosiers. Uh, and he was drafted. Actually, uh, it took them to, he was one of the top rookies in 2013 and took his team to a number one ranking nationally nationally mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that year before being drafted number two in 2013 by the Orlando Magic. And in 2015, he was selected to compete in the NBA dunk contest. Mm. So quite the athlete. People compared him in college to Dwayne Wade. Yes, I've heard of this. Very quick, very snappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a great shot. Um, yeah, so he's been a huge player. He was for the Magic for some time before being traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder to play alongside Russell Westbrook for that year or so. Mm-hmm. And then now to his eventual home in indiana where he went off for 47 points the other night and just to put it in context here are some numbers for you to think about with regards to that game so he had 47 points seven rebounds and six assists Mm. 
the only guards in NBA history to record 47, 7, and 6, two steals and one block in a game, are Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Devin Booker, and now Victor. Wow. It's a good company That's of people. That's some very cool company. The only guards in the past decade to produce a game with at least 47, 7, 6 assists include... Dwayne Wade, Tony Parker, Devin Harris, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, Kemba Walker, Booker, and Victor. Mm. A very small list. Uh, And then it goes on from there. No player in Pacers history has ever matched Victor's stat line of 47 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block. No? No player in Pacers history has ever matched 47 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block. No one's ever done that. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All yeah. those numbers. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It took me something like, they had some great players in the yeah. Pacers. So I'm like, Well, maybe they didn't have the block. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, okay. That makes or, sense. yeah. But he just, he just went off. Oladipo's 47 points against the Nuggets. We don't really need to know that. Um, he joined Reggie Miller and Chuck Person mm-hmm. as the only guards in franchise history to score at least 45 points in a single game. Mm-hmm. Um, da, 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 only players in team history. Oladipo is the only player in team history to record at least forty-seven points. Seven. Oh, they just said that. Um, and then overall, it's just pretty amazing. And then it goes on from there to talk about his numbers against the Nuggets versus other people's numbers against the Nuggets, and mm-hmm. still equally impressive. He had forty-seven a monster points game. is a like no joke. That is it's a not, lot of points. This guy looks like he's coming into his own enough in his confidence. I, did you see the game in him jabbing at the ref? Yeah. Say because he didn't get a foul call. Yeah. He he's was confident. Protesting like he was LeBron James. He's like, I am entitled to this, sir. Do you know who I am? I'm the tenth ranked me? scorer <laughs> in the league. Pay attention, I'm Victor Oladipo. I have arrived. Yes. And so I think next year... He's going to be an interesting person to watch. I predict next year is going to be a really big time for him. So, yeah, but he's Very coming well into deserved. his own. Dope person of the week, Victor Oladipo. I'm into it. 1,000% into it. So, my dope person... Ooh, sorry, that was like a water burp. That was weird. Those are fresh sometimes. Yeah. I did not like that. Refreshing belch. <laughs> refreshing belch anywho um so my dope person this week um is none other than Salma Hayek yes um I know we kind of like t- we talked about this recently uh with a friend of ours um so Salma 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 Hayek Salma oh my gosh Salma Hayek um posted on um Instagram this morning 11 hours ago or so according to her Instagram and she posted a picture of her as Frida, as we, as many of you may know, she played Frida in Frida, um, Frida, Frida Kahlo, <laughs> Frida Kahlo in Frida, um, and it's a, it's her in like the bathtub, thinking, mm-hmm. and all this, all this says, um, on the in the picture, on the picture, me too, exclamation point, exclamation point, and she writes, I finally wrote my story in the New York Times, Harvey Weinstein. Was my monster too, and then she also said the same thing um, in Spanish. 
I read this article that she wrote, she penned herself, and it's disgusting. And I don't want to go into the details of like what she said, how she said it, all these different things, uh, or like what she said, what he said, what he did, because we all know he's a pig. He deserves nothing good in his life. Mm. I've never felt that way about it. Actually, no, I felt that way about a couple people. But um, like he's just a terrible human for making another human feel this way. Talk about bullying that we were talking about earlier today. Like bully, disgusting, a, a sexual predator, an asshole all together. Hmm. But the reason why I picture her as a dope person, like she started off the article being really in, a, in, in, in kind of what I think a lot of wit women do. Like she kind of was like, I'm kind of ashamed that I took as long as I did to talk about it. Cause I was like, well, other people are talking about it. So I shouldn't have to, you know, like there's enough women talking about the crappy things that he's done. And then she's finally like, after a while, it was just like, okay, I need to do this. Like as much as I, she's a forgiving person and she has moved forward and you know, all these different things, it's still important for the stories to be heard and things of that nature. And for her to have the tenacity that she did, um, to still make the movies that she made despite Weinstein's efforts to um, block her yeah. and make her feel like she was less than, especially as a woman of color, as a Mexican uh, woman, as a woman, period. Um, like, fuck him till he turns blue. Like, mm. it, it's disgusting what he did. And, the, and she speaks specifically about Frida because he was one of, the people that made Frida happen. When you read this article, you realize he never really wanted it to happen because he's only saw her as a body, as a, yeah. as a thing to, to have. And she was persistently no, said no. And he continuously got angrier and angrier and made her life really difficult and expected and demanded things from this movie that, mm. Uh, were either not true to the character of Frida Kahlo, like he wanted Frida to be, like not have the unibrow, not have the limb, all things that are historically known as things that she had, you know? Um, wanting her to do certain sex scenes and certain things to make it more sexy because she's not going to be a serious actress if she didn't do those scenes because all she is is boobs and booty, right? Um, and so I look at this woman who is... 51 years old. Selma right. Hayek. 51 years That's old. That's not true. It is 100% true. She is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. But she's more than just her beauty. Stunning. She is, well, yes, she's a stunning, beautiful, physically attractive person, but she's flipping smart. She's has tenacity and perseverance to, despite the bullshit that she went through, still mm. make this incredible movie that, as much as Harvey thought it was a piece of garbage, won him so many nominations and, you know, awards for B and it was, I think it's like the biggest fuck you back to him. And I'm glad she was able to do that. I'm really grateful that she was brave enough to come forward and speak about these things. And so for that, I want to give her my dope person and she's deserving. She deserves, she deserves. So Thank you, Frida, for speaking out. I mean, Frida. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thanks, Frida, too. <laughs> Frida as well. Because um, she had her own man problems with um, Diego Rivera that she had to deal with. Right. And also, shout out to every single person that 
Salma Hayek reached out to you to help make Frida happen mm-hmm. because he demanded very incredibly intense things from her that if it weren't for the good people around her mm-hmm. uh, to fund it, to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this movie and see what comes of it and launched her career and made, made many careers awesome. Yeah. Her. And she talks about some people being involved in that whole article, mm-hmm. like, Ashley Judd's experience with Frida yeah. and how um, Ashley helped her and all those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Her relationship with uh, George Clooney and um, Quentin Tarantino as mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. and just how that yeah. m- perhaps assisted her yeah. during her time dealing with Harvey Weinstein. It was from, we talked at length off mic about mm-hmm. this with our friend and the things you told me from the article, mm-hmm. I did not read it. I know it's there, but I just can't. I think the world of Salma Hayek, she's been one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, and she's, she's phenomenal. Amazing. And I've seen Frida. It's one of my favorite movies. And um, to hear about uh, the heartbreaking. It's disgusting. It's, it's repulsive. And uh, he just... But he, I can't imagine, I, I, he, he needs to have everyone around him completely shun him from, I'm, ass, I'm assuming that's what's happening. So anyone we'll who's see. kind of known him on his block and his neighborhood and his offices or whatever, we, people see you for what you are now. Even Kevin Spacey, as nice a guy as he is, is not being brought back to House of Cards next yeah. season. And so the writing's on the wall for people who've been in this arena. So I'm thinking about people like, um, well, even she mentioned like George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. We as men are not saying very much during this. And I think it's because sometimes... Well, George Clooney has come forward and, and has talked about things. As same, same as Matt Damon about, about Weinstein. Well, about Weinstein, yes. But Specifically, I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of the movement of Me Too... And I'm thinking, as a man, how safe can you feel right now if you're in the industry, especially with entertainment, Mm -hmm. to come out and condemn a man for his behavior if you maybe also feel like you might be guilty of that as well? Yeah. So I just wonder how many men are just waiting, as you said, waiting for the shoe to drop at this point. Um, Because... It would be very convenient for people to do what John Oliver did and, and call Dustin Hoffman into question. Right. But Oh, Dustin. Oh, Dustin. But <laughs> if you yourself are not beyond reproach, you can't really stick your neck out there like yeah. that. So um, I'm glad that Selma wrote this article. It was really important. Yeah, it's really important. And she, um, it's, it's difficult to out loud say how you've been hurt. Um, because there's a vulnerability to it. And for any person that comes forward and say, I was hurt this way, I was bullied this way, I was sexually assaulted, I've endured sexual violence, I've endured abuse, whatever whatever the gamut, right? Um, It's a brave thing to do. And for that, Selma, I am... um, Selma Hayek is um, pretty dope in my book. So, Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, the unibrow, like, he, the, the, and on, a, on just a sensibility note. Yes, go ahead. Say it, artist. Who's the fucking unibrow <laughs> and the limp? Are you kidding me? That's literally. Do you have any idea? <laughs> we went out, 
Halloween? People are dressed as Frida all the time. Yep. Do you know how you really know it's Frida? It's the unibrow. The damn unibrow. <laughs> are you, she kept it for a reason. That's I just, just want to say I wish people could see how angry you are. Because it's... The brow is almost the most upsetting part about this for me. <laughs> it is. It is. But she made it happen anyway. Yeah, right? she did. And she talks about some really graphic things that she went through. And I suggest folks reading it and... Um, supporting one another and when, mm-hmm. you know, doing what we can to do better. Do your part to do better. Yeah. Which is all we can do. All right. So with that being said, I think that is the end of our cast. So make sure you follow us on all the things to <laughs> tell us how we're doing. Slide, slide into our DMs. Be dope. And we'll catch you later. Peace.